So it's been fun this, uh, this series to talk about going all in, and uh, we've kind of walked you through that. If you remember uh, three weeks ago, uh, Pastor Glenn shared about the, the, just what the idea of going all in is all about. And pretty much Jesus gave it all for us, right? He gave up his life for us so that we could have a connection with God. The response that we need to have is to go all, way, all in with him, right? If he goes all in, we go all in. And then the following week, Pastor Glenn shared about going all in with our treasures and, our, and, and what we value, specifically our finances and our resources. And if we go all in with those to God, he responds by showing up in our lives in powerful ways. And you can get online and check out those messages. Last week, we shared a little bit about going all in with Jesus and means that we, if we go all in with Jesus, we go all in with other people. And I challenged you to, to find three individuals to really interact with with your life, to give your life over to as faithful friends or mentors. Well, this week we're going to talk a little more about going all in, but I'm going to talk about going all into the church. And pretty much it sums up in this one kind of scripture that we've been following with. It's this one out of, out of Mark. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You see, Jesus was in a, a dialogue. He pretty much had a Jewish lawyer come up to him who was an expert in all the laws. And he said, which one is the best? Which one is the one I got to keep? Is it like I should you know, remember the Sabbath? Or should I like, you know, honor my mom and dad? Or what's the best one that I could do? And Jesus said, well, listen. There's actually two. There's this one. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. And then he said the similar one to this is to love people as you love yourself. That all the commands are on those two things. Now, it's those kind of truth that kind of moved his church along. And he, as he sat with Peter, up on the Mount of uh, Caesarea Philippi, and he asked them, who are people saying that I am? Peter responds, if you remember, you are the Christ. You are Jesus. You're the one we've been waiting for. You're the Son of God. Come to set up your reign here on earth. And he says, you're absolutely right. And on this claim that I am the Christ, that I'm going all in, this, the idea of me going all in is the response of the church building upon that, that foundation of people going all in. So you fast forward to the book of Acts and you have several different people going all in to the church because that's God's way of setting up his plan here on earth. Now, what are some ways in your life that you've gone all in? I remember my wedding day, we made vows, my wife and I, and we were vowed to go all in with each other. Everyone try to go halfway in their marriage? It's not 50% and 50%, right? It's 100% and 100%, right? Just try that, guys. Go home and give halfway today. See how that works out for you. When we found out that we were pregnant with my oldest, my, my 10-year-old Hannah, we knew that we were going to go all in as parents. I remember when I was five years old, my mom yelled at me because I did something wrong, and I ran into my room, and I jumped on my bed, and I said, Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. I'm a bad five-year-old. I'm going all in as a five-year-old. Actually, I remember one particular moment, probably the most formative moment in my life was, was, was similar to a, a church service like this and my dad, who was a pastor, was preaching. And he gave a sermon to come up, who wants to go all in for him? And I felt God say clearly to me, Shane, get up to the altar and pray. 
And I remember we walked up here and my dad used to start on one end of the altar and work the way down, so I went all the way over there. And I waited and waited and waited for him to come. And I didn't know what was going to happen. So I started making some things up. I'm going to pray for Africa because Africa always needs prayers. I pray for my grandma because she always needs prayers. And when my dad's one person away, he looks me in the eye and he says to me, okay, Shane, it's your turn. What would you like to pray for? I felt God say, Shane, I want you to become a pastor. I want you to go all in to my church. And as I learned about what the power of the church is, the church is God's way of going all in with us. Going all in with this world is the church. Now you might say, I've got some church experiences that churches did not go all in. But let me tell you, it's God's plan for us. Now I can give you a lot of stories of where I went all in, but let me give you a story of what happened when I went halfway. I was in college and I was taking a class and I hated this class. I was like, you know what? I'm only going to give halfway to this particular class. So I showed up half the time and then the times I did show up, I slept half the time. I did half the homework. I read half the books and guess what happened at the end of the test? There's an essay question at the last exam and there it is. Please summarize these three chapters from this book. That was the essay question. I hadn't read that book. I was, I'd read the other one, right? So this is what I did. I said, well, I didn't, I didn't read this particular book, but here's the book I did read. So I filled it all out about everything that I read from that book. And I came back and guess what I got? Half credit. <laughs> you go halfway, you get halfway. But if you go all in, you get all of it back. That's the way God works. And that's the way the church works. We are destined to live out his kingdom here on earth through the portion of the local church. That's why I'm a pastor. That's why I responded to the call there at the altar when I was 12 years old is I knew going all in with God meant going all in with the church. That's our one point this week. It's this. It says going all in with God means we go all in with his plan for his church. Going all in with God means we go all in with his plan for his church. You see, the church started in the book of Acts, written by a guy by the name of Luke. He was a doctor, and he was a great historian, and he wrote two-volume work. He wrote the the Gospel of Luke that we have in our Bibles, the stories of Jesus, and then he wrote his second volume was the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Church, tracing the stories of Jesus and how it lived through these individuals and started the church that ultimately became what we are today. Now, you might think, how did we move from Jerusalem in the first century to now? That seems like a big jump, but it really isn't much different between what happened there and what God requires from us today. But Jesus gathered his disciples before he left up into heaven, and he gathered them all together and said, stick around here in Jerusalem. I know you're from Galilee. It's about 90 miles north. Don't go home. Stick around here. I'm going to give you something that you haven't had yet. And that power, this spirit, this special sauce that's going to come into your meeting is going to propel you to carry out my plan for the church. And he said this important words. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, the town around you, Judea, when you go back up to where you're from, those surrounding areas, Samaria, the people you don't want to go to, the people you don't like, and to the very ends of the earth you will be my witnesses. In other words, my plan for you is to be the church for the world around you. 
If we go all in with God, it means we go all in with his plan in his church. So you fast forward in there, and and it's interesting because Luke kind of breaks the narrative, breaks the story in his book to give us these updates of how the church is doing. The very first update is this. This is Acts chapter two. This is after Peter gets up and he preaches. The spirit comes down upon him and, 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 he, and he preaches to this mass group of people. They start speaking in different languages and all these people respond and join this group of people that was small to start with and now has expanded to thousands. And this is what they do. They, they say, say this. Some of you guys know this verse. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe in the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Interesting topic. Who's here has knows this verse before? I've read this before. I actually preached on it a couple months ago. So if you were here, you forgot it too, because I did. (laughs) Give me some key things. Go ahead and interact with me. I'll give you some permission. Give me some key things that show the results of a church going all in with God. How did going all in with God show up to them just in these five verses that we just read? Give me an example. Someone, be bold. They devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to what? To the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Now, I gotta tell you, fellowship is not potluck. I know you guys think that, all right? Some of you are hungry right now. Let's get more fellowship. Who here has ever said, let's get to a fellowship time and you show up and there's no food, you would feel cheated. Go ahead and be honest, all right? The fellowship is joining together on purpose. Fellowship. What else do they devote themselves to? To the the breaking of bread. Ha ha, there was food. And to prayer. What do you think they prayed for? What does a prayer of someone who's all in with God look like? God, help me. God, guide me. Yeah, God, help others. What else do they do? What are some other things that happened here? They sold their property and possessions and gave to anyone who was in need. They sold what they had, put it in one big pot, and then divided it up to anyone who had needs. Wow. All in, right? Now, some, some amazing things happen here in the church. Actually, one particular strategic thing happens. Peter and John, who are kind of the two head honchos, so to speak, of the church right now, they're the ones that were closest to Jesus, spent a lot of time with Jesus, became the spokespersons for this new growing movement, this revolution, this Jesus-following truce there in Jerusalem. And they're walking up to the temple, and there's this one particular beggar, who, which was the custom, set outside the, the church gates, the temple gates, and asked for money. And he says, hey, 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 give me some money. And they say, well, we don't got any money, but we're going to give you something that we do got. We have the power of Jesus. And they told him to get up and walk, and he did. And it caused this big buzz, this big hoopla, all in, the Jeru- all in Jerusalem, because the Jews were upset because they had seen this guy, they know who he is, and now he's not like he was before. 
And they couldn't explain that. And they were scared. And they felt worried. And so you have this interaction. They bring in James, they bring in John and Peter, they interview them, they interrogate them, they find out what's going on. And then after that story, Luke gives us another update on the church. Okay? After they get released from the temple, he gives them another update. This is the other update in chapter five. He says, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. It was a section of the temple that everyone was allowed to go to. Now, there were certain parts of the temple, if you were a woman, even if you were a Jew, you weren't allowed to go to. And if you were not a Jew, there were other parts that you couldn't go to. But Solomon's colonnade, everyone was allowed to go in that part, and that's where they met. This is very important, because there was a location. There was a set place where God's people would meet. And it's important to have a spot to go to, to get involved in what God is doing. I believe that spot could be here today for you. Let's keep going. No one else dared join them. There were some people out, outside their movement that didn't dare join them, even though they highly regarded, they were highly regarded by the people. Let's keep going. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. More and more people were coming to them and joining this movement. More and more people seem to resonate with the truth of Jesus that he gave all for them and they want to respond by going all in with Jesus. As a result, the people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered from around the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and their tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Now, this is a strange story. You might hear that first one in Acts chapter 2. You've heard that one before. But here's another update more people are coming. Now, this is so key to understand the movement of the church. When God, when we go all in with God into a group of people that we call the church, there are some, some divisions not divisions, but there are certain groups of people. And you guys know this. If you've been any part of church, or maybe this is just your first time in church, you know that sometimes you go to church and there's what they call the in crowd, right? And sometimes you're in the in crowd and sometimes you're not in the crowd. In fact, here's what I want to do. I need three volunteers to help me kind of illustrate this. Can I have three volunteers that could join me on stage? Do I have to call on people? Come on, all right, come on up, come on up, come on, come here, come here, come here, here's one, here's one, I need two more. All right, come on, come on, come on, and, and right here, great, great, Got three, three guys. Give them a round of applause, they're bold guys here, come on up, come on up. All right, so you guys are going to represent the three groups of people here, okay? So uh, I'm going to give you this, um, here, I want you to hold that, keep that face to yourself for right now. You hold that one like that, and you hold that one like that. Now, there's three groups of people. Let's put that scripture back on there. I'm going to walk you through this again and give you a sense of who we're talking about here, okay? So the first, they said, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. So in other words, there was a group of people. Now, who were these people? These are the people from chapters ago first joined this movement, there are people that maybe walked with Jesus for three years during his ministry. They seen him, they heard him, they saw him do amazing things, and they were doing the work with Jesus. They were meeting together, living out. They were all in with Jesus because he was all in for them. 
And these are what I call, you guys can know this in the church, go ahead and flip it around. They are what we call the committed. Now there's a certain, there's a certain saying in the church, it's called the 80-20 saying, where 80, uh, actually, yeah, 80-20, 20% of the people in the church do 80% of the work. 20% of the people of the church do 80% of the work. And that's true in most churches. Okay, and you guys know this. If you've gone to a church, you know who the committed are. Now, I grew up in the church. I went to church all the time. Sunday, Sunday school, potlucks, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, Tuesday prayer meeting, Friday morning men's prayer meeting. Even though I wasn't a man, I still had to go. My dad used to say, oh, you guys are doing a wedding? Oh, we'll show up. In fact, my kids will set up the chairs and take them down for you because they're part of the committed to the church. I actually went through a season where I was like a 10-year-old church burnout. I had done so much in the church, I used to sit in that front pew right there, listen to my dad speak, and when he reached a point, I would crawl down underneath the pews and see how far back I could make it before I got caught. (laughs) I was done going all in. Now, hear this. You know we have some faithful, committed people in this church who do awesome, awesome things. And I'm not talking the people that we pay to do work here. I'm not talking about staff. I'm talking about volunteers who are committed to the work here at Davison Free Methodist Church, doing things, leading, helping, serving, planning, guiding, using the gifts that God's given to them, right off the bat, you had a group of people that were committed. But it wasn't just them. You also have another group of people, the newbies. Did you notice that? Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their numbers. More and more were added. You ever been a part of church where there are new people? Some churches you go to, they're scared to death of new people. They like them, but they don't see them often. Here, we see new people all the time. I met someone today, very first Sunday here today. I met someone uh, this morning who said that they've been coming since, uh, since uh, like before the holidays, and they just are drawn to this place. I think I found a home. There are new people that come every time, coming here and getting involved. That's part of the movement of God. When we go all in with Jesus, other people want to join that because there's something missing in their lives and it's only filled by going all in with Jesus. Now, it wasn't just those groups of people. There's another group of people too, right? It's the last group of people, what I call the needs. Because there were crowds gathering from inside Jerusalem where they would lay their people out of the streets, but there would also be crowds gathering from outside the towns that would come into this and they would have needs too. People are sick. Maybe they need money. Maybe they have a problem. And their needs are being met. Now it's very interesting to me, you've got three group of people here. You've got the committed, you've got the newbies, and you've got the needs. Now my chances are today you can resonate with one of those three people. Who here can say, I'm part of one of those three groups? Yeah, I think we all can resonate with this. This idea of committed people who are sold out, that have been here, that are given their their life for this church. 
There are people that are new, brand new, joining this movement, and there are people who have needs. Maybe they have things going on in their lives that they just need help with. Someone who's sick. I heard this week, actually just yesterday, was on three different chat lines about people that have really, really, these are close people to me. Someone talking about a friend of theirs, who young mom who passed away. Someone who talks about a, 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 young, a young kid who was on vacation and got some rare virus and he's stuck in the hospital. They don't know what's going on. There's different things going on. We all have times in our lives where we have needs. And know this, the church at the very beginning was destined to meet people's needs, not by people, but by going all in with Jesus. These groups of people joined together to form what we call the church. At the very beginning, these three groups of people morphed together and joined together to do the work of the church. Now what you want you guys to do is take a little um, uh, Snapchat, well, Snapshot, okay? I guess if you want to Snapchat these guys, go ahead, you go ahead and take that too. Put it on Facebook or whatever, they'd love it. They're some great looking guys. Um, but give them a round of applause. Uh, take a little snapshot of that. Thank you, guys. I'll take that. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Um, uh, Remember those three areas. Okay, remember those three areas. Stick with that for a moment. Okay? Now, Paul, who who went around from this movement there in Acts chapter 5 and began to interact with people and start churches all around the world and ultimately work the church thread here to Davison, wrote this to his church in Ephesus. He says this about working together, those three groups working together for the purpose of going all in with Jesus. Can we put that up? It said, so Christ himself gave, here's the divisions, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. The body of Christ is another word to say church. So the church may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, obtaining, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we'll be no longer infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching on Facebook and by the cunning and craftiness of the people and the deceitful schemings. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. The mature church, the church that is formed, the church that fills the purpose of Christ who's the head of the church. He went all in for the church and the church responds by going all in. Here's the verse, listen to this. From him, the whole body, the whole church joined and held together by every support supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Paul said a mouthful there. Let me unpack it for a moment. Just in this verse, he's saying the church of Jesus, the destined movement of Jesus that is supposed to reach the world only works when every part works together. And if you don't do have every part working together, everyone playing their part, it doesn't work. 
let me tell you, I grew up in the church. I'm gifted in church work. It's, my, it's what I went to school for. I'm still paying the school loans on it. I can do church work. But if I do all the work, we won't get the blessing of God's purpose to reach the world. It's not made up that way. If we only focus on the new people coming in, new people, new people, it's all about new people, it's all about getting more and more people. If we only focus on the new people and we don't involve the other two groups, we miss it. We miss the purpose. We could do that. But we're not fulfilling the purpose of what God has destined the church to be. And if we only focus on meeting people's needs, only focus on reaching out, only focus on serving the world around us. That is great and that is awesome and that is a key part of what we do. Those people, the people who have needs, serving alongside the newbies and the committed, but if that's the only focus, we miss the purpose. That's the way it was designed. We can do it. We can try it, but we can't expect to reach the full potential and purpose of what the church is destined to do until all three work together. Each part does its work. So here's how we're going to close today. Band, come on up. We're going to close in a different way because that's what we do. Right here uh, on your handout, I told you we have a one-point sermon. Um, The point simply is we go all in with God means we go all in to his church and his plan. Here are 10 things that you can do to get involved here today. Now, I know every one of you can resonate with one, three of those groups. Committed, newbie, the needs. Every one of you are in one of those groups today, and we're saying each one of those three groups needs to do its part. That's how we fulfill the purpose. Now, just like the, just like the, uh, the early church picked a location, picked a spot, Solomon's Colonnade, which everyone can get to, we invented a spot today. It's called the Serve Stand, and it's out there in the foyer. It's brand new. Michelle Thatcher, who's wearing a bright yellow shirt, you can't miss her, will be right there on the stand when you walk out. And you can go to that stand today, and you can get signed up. You can get all the information about doing your part. You might say, oh, I'm new. This is is my first Sunday. Good. There's a pot, there's a spot for you. Well, Shane, I've got some things going on in my life. I've got some things I need to, to iron out. I've got some things that I need help with. Okay. Well, there's that's we need you. Well, Shane, we've been doing this work for so long and I, I already do so much work. Good. We need you too. We need you all. No matter where you're at, we need everyone working, doing their part. We might say, well, Shane, what, what can I do? Good question. I've got 10 options for you. Let me walk you through them, all right? Sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? You'll love this, all right? Early childhood. Do you know we take care of kids that are kindergarten and under, okay? Every week here. Now, who here um, hates kids? We don't want you in that role, okay? All right, so if that's you, we don't want you, okay? But if you love hanging out with babies, you get so much joy from the kindergartners, come on down. Come on down. We'd love to have you signed up. You go hit the serve stand on the way out. We'll give you all the information you need. You can get plugged in probably within the month. Kids Connection. Who here loves kids but hates changing diapers? 
Can I get an amen? All right, yes, I'm right there, all right? You want to have the kids that, aren't, that are, aren't messing their diapers, right? Well, you can work with them too. These wide-eyed kids with all these ideas and excitement. Some of you need some excitement in your life. Some of you could love this. We need, let me say this honestly, no jokes aside, we need help in our kids' connection. If you could give us help there, hit the serve stand on the way out. You'll get the information. We'll get you signed up. There's a brief, back, uh, brief simple background check we'll run just to make sure our, our kids are safe and we'll get you all signed up. Youth ministry. I met a couple today that had worked in youth ministry at another church and they had moved up here and I was saying, oh man, we... <laughs> We've got a youth ministry. I know, I know where you could help. I didn't say that. They're probably listening to me right now, all embarrassed. We could get you signed up today. They need, the, the, I firmly believe that the teenagers are not our future, they're our present. And we need to help them, get involved with them, hit the serve stand, they'll get you connected. The hello team, who here has a great smile? Who here doesn't have a great smile? If you don't have a great smile, we don't want you, okay? We don't want you. If you don't like to smile, if you don't like to greet people, we don't want you. But the hello team are greeting people when you come in. Orange name tags, they welcome you. They help you find your way. Who here has been benefited from a hello, hello team person? Great, 10 of you. That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming. I know there was more than 10. I counted more than 10. But we love to have you involved in this simple, simple ministry. If you're a newbie, this is a great way for you to sign up. We can get you connected right away. Simple things. Shake hands. How are you today? Great to have you. Is this your, new, is this your first time? Yes, it's my. I just started too. Isn't this great? Okay, come on this way. Boom love to have you get you involved. Get all the information out of the serve stand. Worship team, some of you guys are gifted in music. Some of you guys can't sing at all. We don't want you. But if you can sing and if you can play and if you can serve up here, we'd love to have you. You can hit that on the way out. Some of you don't know anything about computers. And I know that because you never check your emails that we send you. But we need people that can run the computer back here that you don't even know exists until they mess up and then everyone knows where they are at, right? We'd love to have you get involved. Hit the serve stand on the way out. Sound person over here, text behind the scenes. We could use your help there. Safety and security team. Do you know we have a team of people every single week that make sure this is a safe and secure place, not only for our kids, but for you too. We'd love to have you help out with that. Maybe you could be our church bouncer. Wouldn't that be awesome? Our special events teams, we do things regularly. Event planning, if that's your gig, we'd love to have you. We need you. We need not just, we need you to do the work because it's not getting done. We need you because all three of these need to work together in order to fulfill God's purpose for the church. Amen? Do you guys get the sense here? Okay, food team, who here loves food? I would be on the food eating team, okay? Um, But we need people helping with food, baking, preparing food, all those kind of things. Building readiness team, getting these facilities set, ready to go. We need committed newbies and the needs all working together in community outreach. We'd love you all to be involved in that. Do you guys get the sense here? Okay, so here's how we're gonna close. I'm done with the commercial, okay? The heart is... We could do this without you. 
We could find the money. We could staff. We can, we can fill the blanks without you. But if we do it without you, we don't fit the purpose of what God wants us to do. We need you. I can't do it all even though I think I can do it all. I don't want to do it all because I miss out of what God wants for us. Do you catch the need? Do you catch the heart? Going all in with God means we go all in with his plan for his church, and that includes you being involved. So why don't you stand? We're going to sing, Jesus, use me. It's a great prayer. Maybe pray for a moment what you want to think about how you want to serve, and then hit that serve stand on the way out. Let's sing. Let's sing.